I've got too many electronic devices up here. I hope I don't mess up. So to begin, week before last, or you heard Butch Sunday before last share where we came from as a church in Clifton, Texas in the early years. Last week, we had an opportunity to listen to Tim share with us where we are. And he shared his thoughts as well as others who are new uh, to our family and gave their insight to what they saw when they came here. This week, we're going a little different direction. As you can read, it says, where are we going? Now for sometimes when we're planning, we usually kind of have an idea of our plans of where we're going. But when you're dealing with God, sometimes those plans change. And we end up maybe in a different spot than we had focused on or that we had planned for. As you can see, this is a, a picture of a dad and his son, and they're on the beach, and the little boy is not sure if he's just trying to step in his dad's footsteps, but he's for sure, uh-oh, there we go, he's for sure trying to follow his dad. So I wrote down, as the boy is following his dad, we should follow Jesus. When you think about little boys and their daddies and you see that when they're younger they just want to be so much like him. They want to walk like him. They want to talk like him. And if daddy does something they want to do it with him. Well it's the same for us as Christians. We should have that attitude that we want to be just like him. In this particular picture, the little, this other little boy is really close to his dad. And I just, I wrote this remark. I said, just like this picture, the closer we get, the more we can see and feel Jesus' presence. So it's not good enough to see that, so I'm going to pull it up on here. But in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 12, Scripture tells us, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone asked receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asked for bread, would give him a stone? Or, if he asked for a fish, would give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know to give good gifts to your children, 
How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So I wrote down this thought. Jesus has given us a map, the Bible, and the tools he has supplied. Uh, it's up to us to use them. When you get started in any journey or project, you make a plan. The plan is <clears throat> where you're supposed to start. Just like your walk with Jesus, prayer is a great place to start. And I thought, <clears throat> what an appropriate idea. If you want a son to grow up into a man you can be proud of, be a man he can be proud of. James 1 verses 2 through 5 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. As in a, uh, as in a journey or project, don't wait until you're lost or not sure what to do next. Look over and review your plan. Ask someone who has been there before or has experience what you're working on. In the book of John, chapter 14, the verse uh, 15 through 27, it says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me, because I live in you, also will live, and you also will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, 
and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands, keeps them, is the one who loves me, and the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, this is not Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you, have heard, you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Oops, sorry. If, if I didn't get your attention before I got it now, right? I wrote a point here, uh, number three point. It says, ask for help. <laughs> this is kind of one of those things that uh, maybe it's a guy thing, but we don't like asking for help. We, uh, I'm not sure if the ladies share in that, but, but guys are pretty terrible about say, hey, I need a hand here, I need help. Uh, and just like not always knowing what to do or say, it helps to have someone you can trust and talk to. You know, I, uh, we spent some time in Albany, and I don't know whether you've ever spent much time in West Texas, but our minister there wanted, uh, when he first came, for each one of us to have an accountability person or partner. Well, for a guy, there's no way he's going to share his innermost feelings with another guy. Okay? That just, that's the hardest thing. And so they, everybody just looked at him. Okay? But in reality, as believers in Christ, we need that. You know, God. Let me, let, let me read this. And, and, uh, walking through this world with its challenges, Christ's followers need help. But don't always ask. God gave us His Spirit to help. But just like asking for help, we don't do it until <laughs> we have tried it on our own at least the first time, and sometimes the second and third and fourth and fifth time before we ask the Holy Spirit to help. Now when you look at this picture, I'm sure all kind of thoughts go through your mind. Uh, it could be, as, as we began our thought, a little boy trying to be his daddy, right? So he gets his daddy's shoes out and puts them on and walks around and feeling like he's close to his, his dad. 
and that's a, you know that's important for a little boy but it's very important as dads that those little boys are going to do exactly what their dad teaches them because they're going to watch and they're going to learn and they're going to be exactly like or at least try to be exactly like their example that they've been given Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 through 18 so I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to flesh they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law now I'm not sure if this little boy's daddy's a preacher or whether but it kind of looks like they may be getting ready to go to church okay because he's got his Sunday shoes on and looks like he's dressed for the occasion probably the only thing he doesn't have is his, his bow tie when I saw this this little boy in his wearing those adult shoes the first thing that crossed my mind is I hope I'm not like this and you may say why well my thoughts are I hope I'm not still a little boy in man's shoes when it comes to Christ that I've grown out of that and I've become mature and more obedient than I was when I was younger So this is the second part of the Galatian reading in chapter 5. And this is something I have to read to myself almost at least every day, or at least think about them each and every day. But it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified the flesh with its passion and desires since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit these are things we try to do on our own instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us remember the Holy Spirit is a gift and that is something you have to accept God's not going to force his spirit on you he's not going to make you uh, become but it's really neat that all the things that we want to acquire in our lives are written down here and those are all fruits of the Spirit. 
So evidently, there has something to do with how we're able to change is when we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives and grow us. Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. So whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. It's interesting that Jesus doesn't uh, doesn't focus on the human aspects of blood relative or true kin or all those expressions that we tend to tend to use. Um, he says, "Those who follow me are your brothers and your sisters and your mother." And then this is Ephesians 4, verses 30, uh, uh, 14 through 16. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head and that is Christ from him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work working together I'm going to read this um, quote again. It says, If you want to be the son or a son to grow up into a man who can be proud of, be a man he can be proud of. Next verse is Titus chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. I'll begin, uh, begin in verse 3. It says, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always be gentle toward everyone. At one time... We too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We live in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God 
may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. So to kind of sum up my thoughts. Spending time in God's Word and with Him in prayer every day will help remind us of where we have been, where we are now, and where we are going. Now it's interesting, I don't know whether you caught it or not, but I'm going to read the last one again. Where we are going. Because the first time I saw it up there, it was where are we going? It's a question. But now, as mature believers, we should say where we are going to be with the Lord someday. God is leading his body in Clifton where he wants it to go. Not, not where we, not where the eldership wants it to go, not where any of us want it to go, where he wants it to go. <laughs> but we have to decide if we want to get on board. And only each one of us can answer that for ourselves. But God is, it is his church. We are his body. But it's his church. And he is the head. And he's the one making the decisions. We just hope and pray that all the decisions that we make are in line with his decisions. We always love to give anybody the opportunity if you need prayers or anything. Uh, elders will be at the doorways uh, if you'd like for someone to pray with you or if you'd like for someone to uh, just talk with you. Uh, they will be there to hopefully answer any questions that you have as we stand and as we sing. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And Lord, we lift up your name with hearts full, hearts full of praise, so be exalted, O Lord my God, Hosanna in the highest, glory, glory, glory to the King of kings, glory, King of kings and Lord, we lift up your name with hearts full.
be exalted, O Lord my God, Hosanna in the highest. In the book of Romans, Chapter 8. Give me just a moment. Earlier I had read, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And then in verse 31 through 35 what then shall we say in response to these things if God is for us who can be against us he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things who will, belong, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. None. Have a good week.